Engage Citizen X podcast, and I am your host, Jamie Lee Gonzalez. If you've been a listener for a little bit now, you'll hopefully know that my focus and goal here is to provide a platform to um, to our local voices who are really engaged and actively trying to create little revolutions within our city. And if you like that idea and you like this content, I have set up a GoFundMe page. So far, I've been using board equipment and I would really love to get my own so that I can continue this podcast without relying on borrowed gear. So if you're at all interested in um, donating or helping me out a little bit, please check out the GoFundMe page. You can just search Engage Citizen X podcast on the GoFundMe website to find it, or you can find the link through my um, Facebook page or through my website. And just a quick thank you and a shout out to those who have already donated, Maggie and Jordan Timmer and Sarah Jin, and also to an anonymous donor. Um, Yeah, so thank you for your continued support. And, you know, if you've got a story that you want to share, please reach out to me. I'm always looking for content. I'm always looking to find the people who are making change in our city. Anyways, this episode, I sit down with a local musician, Che, and we talk about her upcoming album release and her process and music and Um, you know, where we feel inspired and where we feel frustrated and the different like social movements going on that can influence our art. We talk about a lot of things and she is funny and charming and it's really worth a listen. So here it is. Just so you know, (laughs) when it comes to speaking, you're borderline ridiculous. Just on the border. Like I ramble and Sometimes I don't make any sense, but that's just, it's just me. That's just kind of people. I think that's okay. Yeah. Chami Dorval. I'm, a, I guess, a musician in Vancouver. Musician by trade. I've been doing it for, I guess, since 2008. Well, it's not true. I've been doing it pseudo-professionally since 2008, but I've been singing since I was, like, 15. And I've mostly lived in Vancouver, but I, I moved up to Toronto for a couple years um, when I was, like, 25 and I lived in Ireland for a bit and there was a long long period of time where I um I like I hated this city mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think we all go through yeah um and then and then I moved away and I, I was forced to come back just because I had some like family drama that I had to take care of and and then I kind of fell in love with it which I never expected mm-hmm. so I'm here now and I'm I'm doing music. Good, yeah. yeah. I think part of the reason that I'm doing this podcast is because I was having, like, major struggles staying in this city. Yeah. And I wanted to, like, celebrate it and find ways to love it again. So just, like, connect it again to the people who are just like, oh, yeah, this city is, like... You chose this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, why don't you just give me a little background about your, like, music career sure. so- stuff? 
I grew up being a very sort of um, shy, quiet person. So I, I was, I've been singing my whole life, but I didn't actually tell anybody or sing in public until I was 15. Um, and that was at Cafe Montmartre. My uncle, my uncle Pat, his friend ran a music night there. Yeah. And they set it all up and they were like, okay, okay, Che, you're going to finally do this. You're going to sing a song. And I practiced for like seven months and I like learned the guitar and anyways, I had my first show there and I was, oh, it was, it was good, but I was like obviously super nervous. Mm -hmm. And the guy who ran it, Tim Redman, he, um, he was like, why don't you just do this every week and sort of like get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so I did. I did that for, I did that every week from like 15 until I graduated. And then I went to, I went and I traveled around Europe a little bit and I busked. Um, and then I came back here and there's always a period of time after high school where you're just like floundering and you're like, holy shit, I have to I have to do something with myself and Mm -hmm. make something of myself. And the only thing I'd ever wanted to do or thought I was good at um, was music. Mm -hmm. So I came here, I came back, and I, like, I didn't necessarily give it my all. (laughs) Right, yeah. But I kind of just, I went through the motions um, and called myself a musician and That's then half the battle. It's half the battle. <laughs> it really it's hard. Is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like admitting you're an alcoholic. Like, right. it's real hard. Um, and so, actually, funnily enough, my mom saw all of this, my, like, my struggles, mm-hmm. and signed me up for this thing called the David Foster Star Search, which was, like, great. Like, great for, like, people who are into competition right. for one. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like not yeah. into. <laughs> um I'm I'm just not strong enough for that. Like I if you want it that badly, it's for yeah. you. <laughs> you have it. <laughs> but I wasn't really doing anything and I I don't know. I just I was like why not? So yeah. I tried out for that and then went through a bunch of things and I won it. Which was kind of nice. exciting. There you go. <laughs> so the prize was to record a song with these two people from LA. Mm-hmm. So they would fly, they flew me down there and I recorded a song um, that I wrote with them, but I didn't really write it. Right. Like they wrote they it. They wrote it, yeah. And I'm pretty, I've always been pretty big on just sort of singing like what, what I believe and like what I want right. to say, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I went down there, recorded a song, I did, I did a bunch of like random LA music-y things, um, and then I came back and I just felt so like weird and mm. not, not like myself and just, I felt very obviously, even though I didn't know what my path was, that I like wasn't on it. Mm. So, and the, or the other, sorry, the other was like a contract with David Foster's label on one of the big labels, okay. which is exciting, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it just, it just wasn't me. So I came back here and I decided to put out my own album of just my original songs, just self, self, not produced, but like funded. Mm-hmm. 
Um, cause I came into some money, which was super random <laughs> and I will not tell you that story. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did that and then I kind of just stopped doing music for a while because life, life mm-hmm. happened. I moved to Toronto. I, I guess I, I got caught up in sort of the social ac- aspect of being alive and just right. sort of like testing my limits just personally. Yeah. Um, and so I lost track of music and then that's when the sort of like the family drama happened and mm. I had to come back here where I, I decided like, you know what, that's it for me. Like it hasn't gone very well. Yes, I took my own path, but it like led nowhere. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just like take a paralegal course, which was just not <laughs> just <laughs> such a bad idea for me. <laughs> But I was, like, really thinking about it. Yeah. And then this guy, Devin Townsend, that I'd worked with before, just on his, like, his own stuff, mm-hmm. called me up. And um, he he was like, I've been thinking about doing this, like, haunted Johnny Cash, like, spacey country album. Do you want to write it with me? Hmm. And I was like, sure, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Love to. Sounds great. So we he would send me songs and then I'd write on them like, like late night after like whatever serving shift I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd send them back and then we'd do that back and forth until we had just this mass amount of songs, but we didn't have like, we didn't have like a, there wasn't a reason we were going to like really sit necessarily. There wasn't a, a label. Like it was just fun. Right at the end of it all, we, like, realized that there was this beautiful record, and most of that is due to Devin. He's, like, an amazing producer and songwriter and artist, and it was, so it was just this beautiful record that we, like, were like, why don't we put it out? And so we did, and it did really well, and it sort of, like, it sort of, like, reminded me what I was wanting to do in the first place. Mm, yeah. Um, and then, and then I got interested in my own stuff again, and here we are. What What is it? What is it like being like back in Vancouver trying to be a mu- musician? Um, I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. I think a lot of people have very sort of optimistic points of view. I I personally, I personally am like very much a pessimist, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not really a fan of being a musician here. Mm-hmm. I found that it it works better when I go somewhere else right. and then I come back and then this is my home base. Mm, yeah. Which is nice. Yep. That's a good way to think of it. Um Yeah, because I mean there are there are a few venues. Yeah. But there aren't that many. There aren't as many as say like Toronto. Yeah. Um and people as we were talking about before, don't really like to go out yeah. as much. Yeah. <laughs> Me included. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. I am surprised I left the house today. <laughs> <laughs> it's a flaky city. Oh, right? it's like, super flaky. Yeah. I cancel plans more than I, like, have plans. It's the worst. But, yeah, so being a musician in Vancouver, it's a little frustrating mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, but... Just, like, the city itself and, like, the surrounding nature and the vibe, how it can get so mm-hmm. dreary and dark and depressing, 
I feel like that lends itself well to writing. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. What's kind of new or different about this upcoming album? This guy? Yeah. Well, I guess it's the first time that I've I've written something and then immediately recorded it. Mm, Usually okay. I like I write songs and then I I'm, I'm too scared to show anyone them, so they sit there for like years. Yeah. And then finally I'm like, "Oh god, Che, just put something out." <laughs> like, this is, it's getting embarrassing. Yeah. I've got like a new record of like five-year-old songs and then you don't really want to like promote it yeah you don't like you it's not the person that you were when you wrote it and then yeah you're connecting to something that you probably already let go of or moved through totally exactly um but this is this I honestly I was thinking about it the other day and I didn't even really like when I was writing these songs, I didn't set out to put anything out. I was I was essentially doing what I do always. I was mm-hmm. just, like, writing songs and then hiding them. And then finally, after I had, like, three that I was actually really proud of, I was just like, Che, get, like, get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> put yourself to good use for once. So then I, I randomly called up this producer who I, um, who I'd never met. But I heard a song of his, or that he produced from this girl on Facebook, like, that day. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's a great song. Wow, it's, I love the production. This is amazing. It's going to be him, and I'm going to do it in three months. And I just made all of these plans without yeah. actually, like, thinking. Yeah, without, like, slowing down to check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> need to do that sometimes. Right? Yeah. And I had, I had three songs at that point, and I was, like, going to make an album. Yeah. So then I was like, well, fuck, you should probably write some more. <laughs> and then I did. Yeah, so that it's different in, in that way. And it's also different in the fact that I've become a better songwriter and guitar player just from what, like, I've gone through in the past four years with Casualties. Mm-hmm. And I, I trust myself more. Before I would, I would write the bare bones of a song and then sort of give it over to, like, a producer or to people and be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I like I knew what I wanted, but yeah. I didn't know how to say it. But with this, I, I do. I know what I want. I know how to say it. I demoed all of these songs at home beforehand. I'm still struggling with getting it like to sound exactly with like what I was trying to achieve. But it's closer mm-hmm. than it's been, so that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what what else is different? I'm I'm less self-absorbed in this Mm. I'm more so well I'm definitely still (laughs) (laughs) self-absorbed but I'm also sort of I've been looking around and just feeling pretty down about the way things are and have always been and how they haven't changed or how they've gone back and just all of this sort of stuff has been just like going around in my head and so I've been writing about that which mm-hmm. is really nice like I recommend it to anyone it's definitely a release yeah without like flipping out at somebody how, how are you connecting your own experiences to like what's going on on a more global scale or community scale or whatever it is mm. I guess I guess how I'm doing it is I'm just sort of speaking out about my experiences to do with everything that's going on. So Mm -hmm. it's the things that people don't necessarily either want to hear about or 
want to be reminded of. And I think it's important to keep that on the forefront of, of people's minds or else, you know, it just like what's been happening for the past <laughs> eons of millions of years will happen again. You know, we'll pretend mm-hmm. nothing's wrong. We'll pretend yeah. that we're more evolved, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. then nothing will really change. So I wrote a song about, not the whole album, but like there are a couple songs that were hard to write and important to me in this way. And one of them was Low. And Low is my experience with rape, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then there was Buried, which was... Honestly, Buried is a very literal song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of a, a small example of of a larger scale, like, epidemic. Like, I wrote that after serving some shift, and and then right after that I went out with my friend for drinks, and he's a guy, and all he ever... Well, he's not my friend anymore, but mm-hmm. all he ever used to do was talk over me, and I was obviously just sort of like a... What's the word? Like a... I was just a mirror for him to sort of see himself in sounding board and I was like a statue for him to show off I don't know does that make sense yeah yeah absolutely I think um so yeah there was that and then serving people are constantly just like speaking over you and talking down to you belittling you not everybody but it's huge when you're working in that industry so yeah weird how that is the norm yeah Yeah. right yeah that's so I guess people really, like, get off on the whole, like, servant it's, thing. It's, yeah, and, and because we have broken power dynamics in our culture mm-hmm. where, like, everybody wants, like, a little bit of power and so yeah. they take it on somebody who, like, is just... Has to fucking yeah, deal with it. exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, well, that's, like, well, that's, where, that's where everything breaks down is when you have unequal power balances and, and that's the root of all... Evil? Evil. <laughs> all evil. It's true. Yeah. It's so true. And you like to think that you're completely, um, like, apart from it. Like, you would never do that. But, I mean, when it comes to serving, like, and servers and waitresses and all of that, and I would never do anything like that. But there's little things in each of us that sort of show you that, like, you're not above those shitty people. No, for sure. It's a human thing. It is a human thing. It's like, I think that we all have, we kind of all have, like, popularity complexes as well as like the desire to be I don't know the like the best yeah the the biggest yeah yeah exactly the biggest is probably the best word for it Mm -hmm. like we want to be the biggest yeah whatever it is it's a it's a big old ego thing yeah Mm -hmm. it's hard to get away from yeah it is Uh, especially with music yeah because you're you're weighing yourself against all of these people who have reached heights or haven't reached heights mm-hmm. and you're like you're actually especially with social media yeah, like that's what I was gonna say. you have to do that I guess you have to play the game in that way if you want to make money yeah I'm sure there's a way around that and I will find it <laughs> yeah I know uh yeah the social media idea like really is so it's like the most horrifying ugly mirror reflected back oh at God, society, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I I really was trying to avoid it and then realize that everything that I want to do won't go anywhere. I unless, totally agree. Yeah. 
you know, this is like half me buying right into it by saying that like I, I started this GoFundMe for this podcast mm-hmm. because I want equipment or whatever and now mm-hmm. you can't get like any attention unless you boost posts and all this stuff and even when you want to just do something because you care about something like yeah. it it also is like how many likes you have and quantifiable likes I'm obsessed with this idea of quantifiable likes as well on social media but that's something that's so important and you don't and you don't you like no longer I shouldn't say you no longer but it basically feels like you no longer have any impact unless you have likes it's true yeah and it, but it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And that's like how we measure our success to the point where, you know, people talk about being Instagram famous or oh Facebook God. famous or whatever. Like. That blows my mind. Uh, I, I think of the artists that we like used to love. I know. That I, like Leonard Cohen. Right. And like. Like the slow genius in the, him. Yeah, right. The, like yeah. he wouldn't have fucking gone after likes. Yeah. Like if he had, if he had been in this like generations whatever we would have never we heard never would from have him seen again him, yeah. it's yeah. yeah i i tried to stay away from social media and i you can't you can't so yeah. now i'm just trying to not hate my life i know <laughs> i i understand that feeling what are some things that maybe like to, uh, what would you say that about your identity or something that has really contributed to like the evolution of your music and um, maybe like experiences that you feel outside of um, like just the actual experience within music, but like those cultural so- societal in um, mm-hmm. experiences that you've had that are like impacting your music now and are like pushing you to evolve. Is there anything that that's doing that? That's a yeah. really good question. I'm well to go back to this. I'm I'm a very private sort of quiet. I'm not shy, but I'm definitely introverted. Like, that's who I am. So even this, for example, like, like having to talk about yourself is just, it's not what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Super weird. Um, but I like that, you know, Mm. that we live in this world where it's me, 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 me. Like that's like the name of the game and the message that we're constantly being force fed. And I feel like if I can bring sort of like a quiet strength and, and sort of a message of like, you know what, being the, like being the listener, being the sort of like, I don't want to say modest because it sounds like when you call yourself (laughs) modest, you're not modest, modest, (laughs) but just like sit back and like let others sort of shine as well. I, I want to, bring that idea or that vibe with me in my music mm-hmm. I would like to promote that it would be nice if more people were like that yeah. you know or felt they could be I mm-hmm. guess is the thing and to give each other space to yeah to express whatever right whatever the fuck they want to express yeah yeah because yeah. we're told or at least I was when I was growing up that sort of indirectly that something there's something like wrong with you if like if you're not sort of like the bubbly outgoing like mm-hmm. person, you yeah. know? So all of these people who are naturally introverted grow up thinking that there's they're broken. I don't know, I just think that's really sad. Like it leads to definitely leads to depression. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've experienced that probably because of this. Mm-hmm. 
And sorry, I'm just like jumping oh, all it's over. Okay. Um, so for example, there's this artist that I love and I, I love her and I have for eons, mm-hmm. um, Cat Power. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So Cat Power, in my eyes, has always just been this sort of like shy, like very fragile, but also strong in some ways, mm-hmm. um, bare bones musician, you know, and watching her on stage being so vulnerable and like you being able to see it helped me get on stage and yeah, helped me like even like speak in a, in a crowd, you know? Right. Because, like, if she can do it, and if she can totally fuck up when she does it, <laughs> and it's fine, like, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Absolutely. I think there's, like, a big shift that happened for me early in my 20s that were, that was, like, this understanding of the strength when you are able to be vulnerable, and yeah. that strength and, again, like, power, I guess, they don't always look like what we're told they're supposed to look like yeah yeah and when you find those people who reflect it more in a yeah in a modest way or in a way that you connect to more in a way that like is actually sort of mirroring the way that you want to be powerful or you have the capacity to be powerful Mm -hmm. then it totally changes everything and you all of a sudden feel so much more confident and we do like we need elders and idols and we need people to look up to who who have similar, I don't know, ways of expressing themselves that we do because that's how we find, like, oh, yeah, look at them that, that far in the world and in life, right? and, and they're doing it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I I hope that I can be that for somebody or some people yeah. someday. I don't know. I think that's a huge part of, like, the cycles of life. Like, we always think of life so linear, like, mm-hmm. you know, everything is chronological and straight <laughs> and... It's like a masculine no. energy thing, but everything it's a, is circular. It's a circle. Yeah. We turn back into babies. Yeah, Come exactly. on. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and that and that we the way that we move forwards is actually just because the next generation is already coming up and it's already coming up all the time. And, exactly. And that we need to be living for them and not for the end of our life, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And right. that's that's a hard one to wrap your head around, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially the whole having kids sort of passing the torch Mm -hmm. like now you're sort of living for them sort of thing but it's it's so special it's just it's it's an exciting part of life Mm -hmm. like being the the giver rather than the I don't know I'm just I'm rambling no me too I I think that I started that ramble (laughs) (laughs) it's a good one yeah yeah um okay so what's what's next for you do you think Um, Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tour. Mm. I'm in the middle of planning all of that. Um, I have a, a side project with um, Bob Rock, who's a Canadian producer. He's he's lovely. So we're gonna. It's called Roach. Mm. Roach. Um, so we're gonna do stuff with that. I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a good way. Like, it's been so many years of being very, very stagnant, Mm -hmm. you know, and calm. So I think, I think this is a good thing, but I'm doing it all myself. Like, I don't, I don't have a label. I don't have a manager. 
Got a publicist finally. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Um, yeah. So all of these things that you don't think of when you when you see people perform, like the designing of all the stuff you put on social media, right? And the planning your tours and how you how you'll get there and where you'll stay and booking the shows and then going after just. I don't know, random music related things. Like I'm doing it all myself, which is a huge, like there was a huge learning curve there. Yeah. So, so yeah, what's next is everything. I'm going to promote this album. I'm going to tour. I'm going to work on the Bob stuff. Casualties is going to come up with another record. We're writing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So just like diving in deep. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to do that and then I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And then I'm going to eat like a lot. Yeah. Just for fun. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You got to like nourish yourself after you've been so creative for a while. Yeah. Just like get the, I get the creative munchies for sure. Oh my God, totally. Creative munchies are the best. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just eating curry in bed. Yeah, yeah. Just... Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me about the album release and the album and where we can look See for it. it and get it and right. how people how people find you. How do you how do you <laughs> find me? I don't know. Um so it's it's released on December eighth, which is coming up real quick. Real fast. So yeah, that's happening. Um there was a like a premiere today, so it was streamed on God, what was it called? Live in Limbo. Live in Limbo. Good for me. Yeah, there you go. Um, which is great, and that's kind of cool. People get a little sneak peek before cool. they hopefully buy it. Holy shit! Do you want to hear something just <laughs> awful? Oh yeah, I do. So <laughs> <laughs> I duplicated a bunch of albums, obviously, because. Mm-hmm. Some people like CDs these days. Like, right. not everybody. Yeah. Not many people, but, like, some people. And because it's cheaper to buy a bigger batch, I got a 1000 Which, if you think of, like, CDs, like, that's not that much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But when you put, like, the cover on it and, like, the little tray and <sighs> all of that, yeah. you're left with six, like, very large boxes no that are now just staring at me in my living room oh. like you better sell us Jay. Oh. you better sell us <laughs> and so yeah so i'm so, gonna like people better out. buy this cd is yeah, what we're saying. People, yeah yeah like buy the cd yeah. don't do the digital thing just buy the cd <laughs> because my apartment is very small <laughs> and fuck yeah and you need the space yeah, yeah. i wasn't smart no. on my part i mean hey you know what an experience. Yeah, I learned. Yeah. Next time, go with two fifty, and then just get a new batch. Okay, so then where where else can we where else can we get access oh, right. and see you and do all those um, things? So all of my shows are posted on my website, which is cheamidorval.com. Mm-hmm. and that's where I'll post all of the tour stuff. And you can check me out on Facebook, which is cheamidorval, and Twitter. Oh. Which is Che and Me. What the fuck is Twitter? I'm sorry, I'm swearing so much. I it's okay. Um, where I don't really say much. But every once in a while every once in a while I say something funny. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Go It's worth it. That's what Twitter's for. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
Um, and then Instagram, which is mostly just pictures of my dog. Nice. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. And then you also have this show. Oh yeah. Right. I do. Yeah. My CD release is on December 14th. That's where you can come and buy the CDs. Buy the CDs. (laughs) Buy a bunch. Like, just get them for your family. Yeah, so um, I'm playing with Jasper Sloan Yip, who's amazing, and Gentle Party, who are great. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a good show. I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah, that's at the Fox. Yeah. Yeah, cool. It's got a full band. Nice. I'm not alone. That's exciting. It is. Yeah. It's nice to not be alone all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to put out there? about Into the world? Yeah. Oh, you know, or like the 50 listeners I have. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll take them. Yeah. <laughs> um, be kind to people. Yeah. And I don't know. If you see a stray dog... That isn't obviously a stray dog because we live in Vancouver just wandering around. Like, pick it up and find its owner. Help it out. I just, I just went through that yesterday (laughs) and I swear to God, like, I bet you like a hundred people passed this dog who was like obviously confused. Yeah. Yeah. So just like pick up the dog, man. Come on, Vancouver. Jesus. Pick up the dog. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for like coming out. Once I was a child, spoken by while I would play. I would dream on my own. I've worlds known only to me. Home to creatures and bees. Hopeless Thanks again to Che for sitting with me and to Davis Steele for composing the music for this podcast. Um, And again, please do check out that GoFundMe page. As much as I hate to admit it, this is a social media game and I need your help and I need your support um, in order to keep doing it. And in a totally fucking selfish way, I love doing this. I love this podcast. I love giving a platform to these voices. I love showing that this city has people in it that are, you know, game changers. Um, So, yeah, support me if you can. Share the link if you can. Um, Yeah. Thank you.